girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning and happy Sunday and good morning, Constance. Good morning, Annalise. You look beautiful today. Thank you. So do you. <laughs> Having a Thank top you. of the morning to you in London. <laughs> it's amazing here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so you would have heard of Constance Hall. She's an author. She's a blogger. She's <laughs> I didn't miss this. <laughs> what a nice say for you. So you, you would have heard of me. I'm an author. <laughs> I'm a blogger. I have over a million. <laughs> See how bad it sounds? It's yeah, horrible. I know, but change your intro. Well, they, they, okay. Well, then we'll have to get a VO lady to do it because they're telling me <laughs> I've got to do it. Okay. Can we get I'm a VO talk, lady in? I'm going to talk to someone who's someone and get <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> um, I'm Annalise. Um, you know, her bestie. We've been best mates since we were five, and yeah, this is a show for queens. And coming up this morning, Con, we are oh, back by popular demand. The Glory Bowl. The Glory Bowl. Yes. The Glory Bowl. You yeah. can use your imagination about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Where we like to retell some stories from our best days of our lives. Yeah. The Glory Days. The Glory Days. We were way cooler then. Were we? So, yeah, yeah, we were. You're right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cooler, younger, thinner. And we're also going to be chatting to a paediatrician about his experience with IVF, which I'm really looking forward to hearing a bloke and also a doctor's um, insight on that. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear from Ma- Dr. Mark. He's meant to be really hot too. <laughs> Calm <laughs> down. <laughs> and um, what else? We're going to be chatting to a body image expert. Yes, Taryn Brumfield. I'm so excited to talk to her. I've wanted to talk to her for so long. That's what I love about this show. I get to actually talk to interesting people. Yeah. Um, and up oh, next, you. Yeah. I, well, I <laughs> would think that I would be the highlight of the show <laughs> for you. Um, and up next, one, we're gonna you're gonna tell us about a day in the life of your babysitter, someone brave enough to take on. Your four children. I can't wait. The yeah, poor I go love. through them, that's for sure. <laughs> the, 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 the Queen Sesh. Now, I, Annalise, I don't know if everybody's well aware of it, but I live in a commune. Yes. I don't live in the typical, like, family environment. I have my four children and I have my two cousins that live with me and they help me with the kids and then they've always got, like, a boyfriend or, like, there's just constantly... Blow-ins. We travel with about ten yeah. people and that's just what we call it, the commune. And um, so I came home to the commune the other day after I'd been working and I was like, any dramas? Everything was okay today? And one of my cousins, whose name I'm not going to mention because, you know, like, she's just young and she's single, so she doesn't want to like <laughs> And she was like, oh, yeah, everything was great. We just had this one drama. And I was like, what was the drama? And she goes, oh, nothing. It was just that, like, I was on the toilet and I heard in the background, like, this sound. And I just thought it was the... I just thought that it was the um, the TV, you know, like a repetitive sound. But then as I sort of honed in a little bit, I realised it was actually a baby screaming his head off mm. and I just jumped. I was like, oh, goodness, we might be seriously hurt. Because oh. I, I was wearing a G-string, so I had to do this, like, crab walk thing over to hear what was going on with this poor baby and I found him, locked himself in one of the other kids' rooms mm. and didn't know how to open the door because he's only, like, 
to to get back out. So I opened the door and he just lunged himself onto me and was like cuddling me. And I literally had my G-string around my ankles and like my unwiped bum. And I just oh. like had to like comfort him and stroke him and then like do this really weird hovel walk back to the toilet. And he just sat there staring at me for the rest of the poo. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I said to her, first of all, what the hell are you wearing G-strings for around kids? Like you're asking for trouble. <laughs> None of us do that. Do you wear G-strings? Hell to the no. Not since my first pregnancy. Not since my first hemorrhoid. Well, yes, first pregnancy, first hemorrhoid. They just, they, I, I am a, a full briefed lady. G-strings. Anyway, we're going off track. So she's an amazing babysitter. I was just like, hands down, you are, you're here to stay, you know, like to, to love. Yeah. Anyone else would have just gone, that could be a baby crying, but I'm literally halfway through a crap and I don't care. Yeah. But she, she took one for the team that day and... Yeah, it was a welcome to my life type. I didn't want to be that bitchy woman that goes, yeah, well, I've been doing that for seven years now. I was just like, I love you. There's some wine. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Con, so often we hear about the soul-crushing experiences of women going through IVF. But what's really different is uh, we're going to speak to Dr. Mark Nethercote. Now, he's a bloke, he's a paediatrician, and he struggled through IVF with his wife. And he's brought out a book, A Time for Grace, which is a memoir of the highs and lows of IVF. So welcome, Dr. Mark. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Hi, Mark. Thanks for talking to us. How are thanks, you? Thanks for having me on, guys. Very happy okay. to be here. Mark, such a unique perspective because you're a doctor of kids and you went through IVF. How? What was that like? Oh, look, the whole thing was pretty darn difficult, I think. And I think the, the bit that was most difficult for me was that while my wife had about 20 books on her bedside table, which she could reference, which were basically written by women, there was mm. nothing, nothing that I could go to. As a doctor, having kind of understood the, the system and knowing how it all worked, I had a little bit of a kind of lead on how things went. But still, it was a completely different experience for me having to go through it from an emotional point of view. One in 30 people are using IVF and yep. one in three women will have a miscarriage at some point. So, wow. you know, the, the numbers are massive. And for every woman, there's been a male who's been part of that at least. One of our really close friends, they were pregnant. They finally got pregnant and, and told us. And yeah. I didn't even know until the end of the pregnancy. She goes, oh, you do know it's an IVF baby? And I was like, no, I didn't know that at all. She goes, yeah, we were trying for years. But I knew them through the bloke. And yeah. not through the woman. And so that's why I didn't know. And so I like said to him, I was like, I didn't know you guys went through IVF. That must have been full on. And he was just like, I could tell he had this like embarrassment wash over him. Like he didn't mm. want me to tell the other blokes. Yep. And I thought, is that something that men are feeling like embarrassed, like their sperm's not strong enough? Because as women, we don't really feel embarrassed. I don't know. I haven't had fertility problems, but I haven't spoken to women who have felt embarrassed. I've spoken to women who have felt pissed off yeah. that they've had to go through this. But, you know, is it a manly, like primal, I'm a man, I make baby type thing that, that makes them feel a little bit of shame? I think there's probably part of that. I think just because guys don't talk about it doesn't mean that they don't feel it just feel as it. acutely as women. I think they, yep. they deal with it in a different way. And as Aussie blokes, you know, we like to laugh things off and, and joke about things a bit. It's difficult for both the man and the woman through the whole process because you do have an idea of the way your life's going to turn out. And when you have to kind of put your hand up, I'm not good at asking for help. When you've got to yep. put your hand up and go, you know, we're struggling here. I think that does bring you back to a whole lot of things around failure and around mm. fear of things not working out and a whole lot of things. So it really puts you in a very difficult emotional place 
for yeah, men and right. women, I think. What advice can you offer, particularly to blokes who are going through this? Uh, read the book. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. no. I think, <laughs> so, I'm with you on I that. Think, I'm already thinking of how many people I should buy it for. Yeah, well, so the thing is, I think it's difficult, and I think for every different couple, it's going to be a little bit different. And when Susan and I were going through this, you know, we were plotting one step at a time like everyone else. You know, we, we didn't know which way was forward. We didn't know whether this was going to work out for us. We had to pushing forward and, and being there for each other. We, we certainly sort of emotionally separated from each other during the process and then oh, really? just emotionally, you know, because yeah. I think everyone goes into their own patterns of the way things are going to occur. And, and the first part of the book is about us sort of descending into our own negative ways of dealing with things. And then if we didn't kind of sort our crap out, then it could have been the end. But we sorted our way through and, and kind of refound each other in the whole, whole process. I know, I know it sounds kind of gushy, but... No, no I love it. Dr. Yeah, Mike, keep going. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you're a pediatrician, like, no offence, but I've always found pediatricians really hot. <laughs> so you just keep talking, babe, just keep going. <laughs> But, you know, so I think through all this, we sort of opened ourselves up to, to different ways of thinking of things, I think. You've got two beautiful girls now. Yes, and we have. so there's a happy ending there. Yeah, there absolutely is. Thank yeah, you so very... much for chatting to us today and, and sharing that. And your book, A Time for Grace, uh, definitely sounds like a must-have for anyone who's going through the IVF cycle, blokes and women as well. Uh, it's available shops. in shops. And also um, I've got a website, marknethercoat.com, and people right. can order it through that as well as through... Awesome. Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers. See you, babe. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're the worst. It's the Queen Sesh with the absolutely awful Constance Hall. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Queen Sesh. Con, every now and then we like to look back and reflect on our former lives. Yeah, the pre-children lives. Yeah, so pre-kids, pre-men, just... There's really not a lot that we can talk about on this show of what we used to get up to. (laughs) So every now and then they let us. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have in the studio a little bowl of memories and it's kind of like a lucky dip and we sometimes like to pull out a little memory from the glory bowl and then one of us rehashes a story from the best time of our lives. So I'm going to pull out today's. <laughs> you never know what it's going to be. Who's, who's <laughs> going to be embarrassed this time? I like this one. Okay, Con, I'm going to get you to, I'm going to get you to tell this one. I'm it? sure you'll remember it. Yeah. Cat got your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I do remember this very well. You know, when me and Alice were younger and even still today, like we surround ourselves by gay men. Mm. It's just the way we are. Like we are nowhere near glamorous enough to hang out with gay men, but we really love grossing them out. Mm. It's like our favourite thing to do. And also because I was a hairdresser, like we, our social lives just sort of ended up in gay clubs and, you know, like we – that was our family. And so, yeah, these guys were all chic, you know, like apartments in the city and like mm. they looked amazing, they smelt amazing, you'd sniff them all the time and – when, you know when you've got a spray tan and you, like, can't keep your clothes on because you think you look so hot naked because mm. you're, like, used to seeing all that, like, white, you know, like, cauliflowery and now it's all just, like, tanned and goddessy. Mm. So I remember the cat got your tongue statement was that <laughs> we were all drinking at this bloke's house and the guys were being chic and giving us wine that we didn't appreciate. And all of a sudden Annalise just appears completely naked out of the bathroom. I think I had a G-string on. 
No, you I, had pubes and all. No, I had you a G-string on. No, you did Back when I wore G-strings. Are you you didn't. Sure? And she like stood in the doorway doing this like really rank pose, this really <laughs> rank facial expression and all the gay boys have spat out their wine and she's just looked at them dead set in the eye and gone, cat got your tongue. <laughs> You're so rank. I know. They love it. I was so proud of it. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. Good morning, Queens, and welcome to the Queen Sesh. You might well, have see, heard him. This is why. This is why I'm the anchor con because you're actually. We're, we've already. I'm not plugging the station. Okay. <laughs> You're right. I can't even remember one stage. But you know what? I'm so glad you're doing this because this is why I, Annalise the Bestie, am the anchor of this show. Okay, well, I just wanted to introduce session. you. So you do all the plugging and I'll introduce you. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And you might have heard of Constance Hall. She's the blogger, writer. She's got a million <laughs> queens following on her, on her socials. It's her favourite time of the show when I get to say her little spiel at the top of each hour. And she's going to do mine now. Take it away. Now you, might, now you might have heard of Annalise D. She's got about 13 followers on Twitter <laughs> and about 110 on Facebook. You 200. literally cannot turn on social media without reading one of her insightful and educational and hilarious posts. Thank she you. is the mother of two. She's always got Got a chic blow dry. She well, pretends to be really chic, and underneath, she's actually feral as. <laughs> Welcome to the Queen's Edge. I'm so glad you've just done that because it, it really is going to tell them that they need to keep me around. It's going to highlight <laughs> how much I can't do it. So I think I did a great job. <laughs> um, still to come, we are going to be by pack, by back by popular demand. Con, the Queen Mother. Oh my God. Con's mum. Yeah. I know. He's back to embarrass me and yeah. ruin my life. And give some queen vice. And, and it's not even me that she embarrasses. My teenage brothers, like, they actually hate <laughs> me for letting her go on our show. They like having to go to school and everyone's like, so I heard about your mum's sex life. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, recently, Con, I was late to a wedding, which is just... Terrible, embarrassing. Terrible I know. I'm getting worse. Like I actually, it's worse think... than people that cancel on weddings. Yeah, it is. Isn't Last it? minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am. You know, the late queen. I'm never organised or anything. But when it comes to a wedding, and someone's put so much money and time <sighs> and effort, like I am not late. I wouldn't be late. I'm judging you right now. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and up someone next... who doesn't like judging. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that'd come back to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> and up next, uh, we're going to be chatting to a body image expert, Taryn Yay. Brunford. Yeah. And it's not me. <laughs> She's got Beautiful the, Taryn. Yeah, she made the movie. movie Embrace. You might have seen it. Can't wait. This is the Queen Sesh. Con Taryn Brumford. She's an incredible Aussie woman. She's created the body image movement and encouraging positive body image in society, which we absolutely love and absolutely. adore. She's also had huge success with her movie Embrace, which is all about one woman's journey to inspire everybody. Welcome, Taryn, to the Queen Sesh. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So how did this all come about? I'll have to give it to you in a nutshell. Otherwise I could talk for hours. But basically (laughs) after I had my three children, I ended up hating my body and I wanted to get my body back. I went to the surgeon and he was going to uh, give me a breast augmentation and a tummy tuck. Mm. Um, I fed 4,000 meals to my three children so those breasts did not look like they did before kids. (laughs) And um, I was going to have the surgery and I was really 
really excited. But then I was watching my daughter play a couple of a couple of weeks after the appointment, and I had this epiphany, and it was, how am I going to teach Michaela to love her body if I can't love my body? And if I have surgery, what message will that send her? Mm. Um, and how will that affect the relationship that she has with her body? Mm. So I cancelled the surgery, but I was still plagued with the thought, what does it feel like to have the perfect body? I trained, I did a bodybuilding competition, I got the body and went, oh my goodness, this is way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, cutting up food and putting it and weighing it and putting it into a container and, you know, slogging it out to the gym for hours, mm. it's just, oh it's not for I'm me. It, it's you just thinking about it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. Um, I, I think it's really important though to acknowledge that, um, you know, just because I had surgery and I wanted to be a positive role model for Michaela, it doesn't mean anyone who's listening who has had surgery or does engage in Botox that they're a bad role model. This is simply my story and we all make our very own uh, unique yep. decisions based on our unique circumstances. I've seen the preview for your movie so many times and I'm actually a little bit, I don't even know the word for it when it comes to like downloading iTunes and like Netflix and I don't know how to do this sort of stuff. So because it wasn't in the mainstream media, how do we watch Embrace? Look, you can you can even get it on a DVD, which is oh, pretty wicked. old school. You can go to Big W, JB Hi-Fi, Sanity. Oh my I don't know. God, it's, awesome. It's okay, cool. I didn't realise this. But we can how physically about go and buy from, it. from me to you, I will send you a copy Aww. with instructions with a big play button to slip it into your... <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. Because my daughter's seven, but, you know, she's already said to me the other day, she goes, Mum, my legs aren't skinny like... I can't remember the girl's name, her legs. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I know. And she goes... I said, do you like her legs? She goes, yeah, they look good. They look good skinny. And I was like, but you're a skater. Like, you need strong legs and your legs are That's strong. Right. And it re- really reinforced to me that she's now, being seven... She's in that world and I really want her to remember that she's strong and she's cool and she's smart and all this stuff. And then, Mm. you know, when somebody like comes along and goes, oh, aren't you the most beautiful little, I just sort of cringe a little bit. So I feel really inspired after talking to you to just reinforce that. I cringe too. And, you know, if if anyone's daughters ever come to them and say, oh, mummy, do I look pretty in this dress? Turn around and say, hey, I want to know what you're going to do in that dress. You know, there's all these really small subtleties in our language that can have such a profound impact. It's such a big problem. It's one of the things I talk about. Never, ever comment on anyone's weight loss or weight gain because sure enough what's going to happen is someone's going to recognise, oh, my gosh, you've lost weight. You look so good. And Mm. because people go on these diets and we know that 95% of them don't work, they put the weight back on. Now, how does that person feel, you know, walking through the schoolyard when they've put the weight back on? They know people know they've put the weight back on. So how about we just not even comment on on it full stop. Absolutely. How, we just say nothing. Um, I'm one of those people that gets her weight commented on all the time. I think it's because I'm like quite a small person. Everyone that meets me goes, I had no idea you're so small. So like if I gain one kilo, you can see it on my chin, you know, like it's there. <laughs> and so like everybody's always going, oh yeah, you've put on a bit of weight or you've lost weight. Or it's just, I feel like it's the first thing anyone ever says. I'm bloody sick of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've, mm. we've just got to end that conversation. compliment people, you know. I wish we could see the size of our brains. I or know, our exactly. Or our actually, we'd probably be, my career would be over <laughs> if you could see the size of my brain. <laughs> or your kindness. Thank you, oh. Taryn, so much yeah, for coming up, and, <laughs> and chatting to us. We'd love to chat to you all day. Um, for those of you who also would like to see the film, you can check it on iTunes, search for Embrace. Also, check out Taryn's page, Body Image Movement, on Facebook. On Facebook. Thank you so Thanks, much, Taryn. Lovely to chat to you guys. Con recently, I committed the most embarrassing faux pas. 
I was late for a wedding. And um, it's, yeah, it's as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it is. It's bad. It's disrespectful. But you know what, though? It, in my defence, if mm. I have a defence. I knew you were going to come up with a bullshit excuse as to why this is okay. It, no, it was not okay. It was a 10.30am wedding. That's an early. Annalise, that's early. You know what you're forgetting? <laughs> I was at your house at midnight the night before and you were drunk. Okay? That's what you're forgetting. Now, I have a theory about lateness. When you're late to, to meet somebody, you're saying to them blatantly, my time is more important than your time. No, it's not about that. It was just, it was a, it was a rush. We had a babysitter that the kids didn't know before. in the toilet. No, it was just, <laughs> we were a bit dishevelled and tired. Anyway, so we got to the church at 10.31 a.m. I thought, no worries. There'll be a 10-minute yeah. grace period. It's a wedding. Like, brides yeah. are not there at the time that they ask you to be there. The church doors were closed. The bride oh, no. was walking up the aisle. And at, you just went and opened the door. No, no, because like, someone right, someone came and grabbed me and they're like, don't, don't go in, don't go in, she's walking up the aisle. And I was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. I am so disowning you right now. I was, anyway, luckily, like, because it's a church, so no one kind of saw you. You didn't get to see her walk up the aisle, though. That's the best bit. I know. It was just the most awful experience. But, you know, I don't think the bride and groom know, except maybe in the... They, they don't, they don't listen they to the show. Now, no, so. they don't listen. It's fine. No one listens to us. 7am on a Sunday morning. <laughs> the best thing about having a show that no one listens to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I put it out there on our Facebook page on the Queen session. I just said, you know, has anyone else committed any sort of social faux pas lately? And um, dear Shelley has said, to my brother-in-law's wedding, uh, she rocked up late with a bag of Maccas. That's worse. But she said in her defence she was pregnant and she hadn't had time for breakfast. So there you go, another morning wedding. Um, what else we've got? Yes. I really don't think you can blame people for having morning weddings. So. <laughs> um, Andrea, okay, so Andrea's done this too. She said she was rolling into the car park when I heard the bride yell out of her wedding car, hurry up, hurry up. And she was yelling, don't start without me. So there you go. I'm not the only one. Do you know what my mum did? We went to my auntie's wedding and, like, mum doesn't understand wedding etiquette. She doesn't realise that, like, if you get invited and you RSVP, that, like, you've got to go because, mm. like, it's 200 bucks a head or whatever most people spend on weddings. Mm. And um, so she told Scott, my stepdad, that he couldn't come and he'd embarrass her, and which is fine because that's, like, you know, that was their 20-year relationship. <laughs> this is all either of them ever said to each other. And then we get there and there's, like, this big round table, this big empty seat, mm. and, like, this guy goes, oh, so, Jackie, where's your husband? And mum turns to him and she goes, he died. Oh. <laughs> I was just standing there going, I can't believe I'm witnessing that. She goes, yeah, it's unfortunate. He's dead. And then she, and then I looked at her and she whispers to me, well, he's dead to me. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. We're running out of time, Con, but we do like to finish the show on our Queen Vice. And sometimes we like to let mum take over yeah, the so queen vice. And she, instead of hearing my bad advice, you can get <laughs> your mum's bad advice. So your mum, Jackie, we've had her on the show before and people are just loving her as we do and I can totally see why. But do you know what my favourite thing about having your mum on is that you actually, Con, don't get embarrassed by anything, like ever. <laughs> except mum. Except your mum. So for me, I live for this. It's actually no, the favourite part is, of the show. The thing is, it's not that she's embarrassed me. I'm actually quite proud to have a woman, a, a mum that's like a single woman, a sex liberated woman. I'm proud of that. I just don't want to know about it. <laughs> and she knows that and she gets off on making me cringe. It's really I know. Weird. I love it. So welcome <laughs> back to the Queen Sesh, Jack, Jack, Jackie. Welcome, Mum. 
Hi, guys. I do get off on it. I, <laughs> I know. For we've we've heard enough about you getting off, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so the Queen Mother, Jackie, we have thrown it out on our socials at the Queen Sesh, some Queen advice for you. And we've actually had someone, Kerry, and she actually wanted to know a little bit of insight into teenage Constance. So she's written, what dating advice did Con not listen to when she was a teenager? Mm, that's interesting. I don't know that I gave her any advice. She was, you know, she's amazing. Yeah. But I was a um, wild teenager. Yeah, you know she, she I remember some of your advice. Would you like me to tell yes. you some of your advice, do. Mum? Yes, do, do. I remember what? my first heartbreak and I was devastated and I was like, seriously, Mum, what can I do to get him back? Like, if he just doesn't love me, does he just not love me? And Mum goes, darling, you're a woman. Women can make men love them. You can manipulate him into loving you if you want, but then you'll always know that you had to manipulate him into doing it. It's up to you. And I have to spend the rest of my life thinking, do I want to manipulate this man into loving me or do I want to find one that actually does love me? I don't think anyone should listen to any of your dating advice, Mum. No, because I remember when I was young, always falling in love so badly, and then these women would hang around and they would end up getting the boy that I wanted. And I thought, ah. Oh. If only but I you could, leave. you know. That's like me. Yeah. I leave I leave straight away because yeah. I, you know, I go, well, this guy obviously doesn't like me enough and he didn't like, you know, treat me yeah. well enough and somebody else like puts up with it for a while and then they get them, but they're like destined to a happened. life of crap, Mum. Oh, I don't know. I remember being heartbroken when What's-His-Name wouldn't take me home from the pub. <laughs> I can't believe that. If I don't believe we're, that We're going to throw a photo up of Jackie on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh. It's she is true. a stunner then and now. And she's and single, man. Yeah. If anyone's it's interested, true. contact us via The Queen Sesh. <laughs> yeah, I own my own house. I don't That's from my god, Mum, seriously. <laughs> so this is why she's on our show to find a boyfriend. Oh, my God. All right, well, look, that oh. is all we have time for. Thank you so much, Jackie, for I coming you, on yeah. for Queen Vice. I love you, darling. And Thank thanks you. for listening. If you you've missed any of our show you can catch up on our podcast and we'd love to hear from you on our socials at the queen sesh at any time have a great week guys thanks for listening we love you queens the, 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 the queen sesh